Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. Maurice Buchanan joins us today from Minneapolis, Minnesota. He is a 13-year personal training veteran, and he is the owner of the very um, informative and funny Eat Lift, Eat Nap Instagram, which is actually how I found out about Maurice. is through a mutual friend we have in Tyler McCarthy, who's also been on the show he reached out to me. This has been a long time. I've been following you for a long time. Tyler reached out to me and said, I think it was like super simple. It was your Instagram handle and just said, follow this dude. He's hilarious. And oh. I'm, like, right. I'm like, all right, I will. And uh, you posted something the other day that, that finally triggered me saying, okay, I got to get this guy on the show. Um, because everything that you talk about, you do is very, it's a very simplistic approach. You keep it real. Uh, and keeping it real, we'll talk a little bit more about what that actually means because a lot of people have like a, you know, what they want here and what actually needs to happen over here and they don't really meet. So right. anyway, Maurice, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. I, I'm sorry for the hiccup at the very beginning. No, man, Eric, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you, Nigel. No, we got it figured out, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoom. Zoom, if you're listening, Zoom recording, if you're listening, get your shit together because this has happened more than once. <laughs> People can't, people can't figure it out. I'm going to tag them in this episode so they get their stuff figured out. Um, so, Maurice, tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got started in the personal training field, and we can kind of go from there. Uh, like how it all started was I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky. I started off in sports. So it was always with act, you know, act, you know, athletics and being active as a kid. Um, I ended up going to the University of Minnesota. I played football at the University of Minnesota. And it was funny when I first got to U of M, to the, the University of Minnesota, my degree was actually because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was going to try to do more like computer graphics and stuff like that, but I was, I was terrible at math. So that didn't really work out for me. But while I was playing football, I ended up getting hurt. I had a really unique injury where I got hit in my back and my lower right leg shut off. Like I could, it was like almost, I was like dragging a dead leg. So then I went through months and months and months of rehab, you know, with the training staff and, you know, and being taken to different doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, and no one could figure this thing out. So I'm still trying to like, and I'm still trying to play, like I'm trying, this is about the time of getting ready for spring ball. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I need to get ready. I don't want to, like, I'll play injured if I have to, but I don't want to do that. So we're doing all this, you know, all this rehab for the lower right side of my back and my leg, because that's where the pain is at. And right. then after, after we, we couldn't figure out what was going on, I still can't explain. This guy that walked in and he was dressed weird. I still don't know what his profession, I don't know if he was a chiropractor or like a mobility activation specialist or whatever it may be, but he came in, they told him about my pain and he goes, oh, I know what your problem is. He goes, your problem is in your upper back, which is where I got hit. He goes, one of your vertebrae is either pushing on a nerve or it's been moved, something like that. He gave me like a series of exercises in a matter of like moments and things started to move. I could get my glute to fire 
And I was just amazed by that, that just he figured out based on this versus this, this is how the body moves. And then after that, I took up, I ended up switching majors and then going into kinesiology and then started going into it that point, just understanding more about the body, how it moves, why it does what it does. And then I just became like more and more fascinated, the more and more I learned about like this weird thing we have to walk around, you know, forever and how it heals and how it takes care of itself and how if you just do and take care of shit, like it'll take care of itself. Like all of that fascinated me. And then once I graduated, I went into personal training uh, because I, I just, I'd like the fact of always being hands-on with people. And then also like being able to, uh, and then like the, the industry side of it too is also like at that, you know, at that time, like about like oh, 13 years ago, that was a long time of oh, just, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and this was before like Instagram and all this stuff had come out. Yep. So it was still just like about like, you know, the science of it, the education of it, working with people, you know, if you would have told me at that point in time, like we'd be, we would be watching like CrossFit games you know, at ESPN and people were buying tickets. I'm like, you're, 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 that's that you're out of your mind. There's no way that would happen. Right. So it's like in the beginning, it was still just like taking care of people, being with people, helping people be healthy. And I really, really liked that aspect of it. Like back then and still do to this day. Well, see what's interesting about that is, and you and I talked about that. Um, yeah. 13, 13 plus years ago. So I, you've been doing it for 13. I've been doing it for 11. There, the, how we gained business was just by doing a good job and people treating people with respect and, and, and hopefully getting them results. And then it was mostly word of mouth. And right. you know, if you, if you were, if you were in a situation where you could spend some money, put out ads and things like that, um, then you were super fortunate, right? If you were in like a big gym who had all that, you had to get in front of people, which, you know, a lot of us started out in, but yeah, man, the Instagram, the Instagram and social media has totally, and I'm not even like, I'm not even fully sure if it's necessary for business, if it's not necessary, because I kind of suck at it. So I tend right. to say like, no, it's not necessary. <laughs> so, but, like, I, I, but I don't know like what that does, you know, but I know, I know it gets exposure out there to people. Anyway, so you have, you do have kind of an interesting background because you act, you, you change from one position to, to a completely different realm, one right. to the other. Whereas some, most people getting into the field, they're either, um, they're, former athletes like yourself, but mm -hmm. they're, but they're going into like physical education or something and they find out about personal training. They just keep going with it. Um, that that's, that's an interesting way to go. And that's a brutal injury. It sounds like how long did it take you to fully recover from everything? It took about, cause it happened cause we were getting ready for our, our bowl game against Arkansas. So it happened during bowl practices wow. and it didn't get better until about, I want to say April or May. And this is after just like, you know, months and months of rehabbing the wrong thing, just because of where the pain was located. It, that wasn't the area we need to be treated. So it just, it, you know, you start to kind of learn those things about the body and just like, the, like how, the, how, the, how the message center works, like how something's going on here, mm -hmm. but the actual problem is here. Like that just fascinated me because like I was working with years of professionals who were like, no, we got to, you know, we got to, you know, rehab this area. So, but it took months and months and months and like, you know, like that started to like, and like the emotional and mental side on top of it was also a big piece of me, which is also big as you know, like in personal training, getting people to do things, even though things might not, not move in the right way. Like, right. so 
all of that all together was just like it was such a long time like you know because you know you're trying to play a sport you want to get out there and play and you can't you know and it's just not because you're not doing what you're supposed to do but just because things just aren't getting fixed but it yeah. took a long time longer than i than i than i wanted to because they were thinking about putting a needle in my back and i'm like this was i'm 19 years old i'm like oh i was like i don't want to do it that right now too young no. for that so <laughs> like a needle in my back that sounds terrible yeah, hard pass. Hard pass. I've got to get like, I'm not good with I'm not good with that kind of stuff. It like kind of grosses me out to even think about it. Um, All right. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over that. Do you when you started getting into kinesiology, in in that field of study, did you, when did you realize the personal training scope was for you? Or, like in my case, and I know a lot of other people's cases, personal training is not even on the table. They don't even discuss that. You might have a strength training course, maybe one. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I had one in undergrad, uh, grad school. There was nothing. No, I had two, two in undergrad, grad school. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was no, no. That's not that's not entirely true. I think I did have one basics of strength training or program design in grad school, but it was like literally like a one credit course that lasted. You know, we did like one hour a week for like five hours for four weeks or something like that. So right. it was like really, really minute. The rest of it was more clinical. You right. know, you're, you're, you're um, learning how to rehab people and you're learning how to read uh, charts that I don't, I wouldn't even know what to do with now. You know, right. like, so, so anyway, um, did, was it like, was it clear cut for you or did you have to did you get out of school and then find personal training? It was kind of a, I got, I had ended up doing like my, I did an internship with the Minnesota Vikings. So I kind of saw that side with um, strength coaches and being at like that high level and kind of yeah. seeing how that job, but what I didn't like is, you know, if a head coach gets fired, then everybody gets fired. And now, so everybody, now you and your family got to pack up and, and, and go their separate ways and, you know, and figure out where you're going to decide. I didn't like that side of it. I know I didn't want to be in a clinical uh, study because of my personality being loud, you know, and I don't, and I swear a little bit more than other people. And I, I did, I didn't, I, and then just like, and then when I was, when I was younger, when I was younger, that situation that happened, like, you know, with my, with the training staff at the U of M, I was a little bitter about it. So I was like, I don't want to do that either. So the options were, you know, be a personal trainer because they were like, well, you can be a personal trainer in a variety of things. You can be private, big gym, things like that. Like you name it, like it, it can fall in any sense. Like, well, I like that because I, I always like lifting weights and I always like lifting weights for like people, not necessarily like always athletes, but people that like, you know, that want to be in good shape and they were still, and they were capable of, of, of pushing themselves and then and, and being able to do like that program design and be like, oh, okay, I can come yeah. up with this, I can do these things. That was interesting to me versus being like, okay, I got to follow these rules, these rules, these rules. Kind of like I can kind of do and kind of play with things kind of the way that I like. So like that area of, of health and fitness would match with kinesiology fit better with like my personality and kind of what I was trying to do. Yeah, I think personality, a lot of people might have, uh, well, people do have a bad connotation when you say you're a personal trainer or a fitness coach and they think of that loud person that's either in the gym hooting and holler, you know, you're in a fishbowl. So like you got to draw attention to yourself. And I think of somebody like almost like a clown jumping up and down, like clapping <laughs> and shit. Like that's not, that's not <laughs> us, but you, you do have to be able to speak up and to be able to speak your mind and tell people uh, what's good, what's not good, when to stop, when to keep going, right. have a good, have a good conversation during the workout at the same time, make sure um, a lot of the, the conversation is productive geared towards them. 
So yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. And so, okay, let's, let's fast forward to when you started doing Instagram the way you do it now, because, and I'm just going to tell people, please check out his Instagram. It's hilarious. And, and we'll plug it a little bit more later, but the one that really, really stood out to me was when you were eating out of a bag of Doritos and then like, I don't know how you did it cause it looks flawless, but you stepped another, you stepped up behind yourself <laughs> and was just like looking over your shoulder and you're like, Oh, <laughs> like you're busted. And then, you know, and then the blurb that you did was, was very like, was spot on to a how, you know, people, people lie about what they eat, what they do. And more than anything, you're lying to yourself. Like you can lie to your coach, lie to your trainer, but when it comes down to it, you're cheating yourself. You're lying to yourself. Right. And that was like, that was the moment after I like dried my eyes because I was laughing so hard. I immediately reached out to you and then, you know, now, now we're here, but so tell, tell us how, why you're doing Instagram the way you're doing it. And, uh, and yeah, just tell us about that. I mean, I looked at it and it seemed like, it seemed like when people were doing Instagram, it seemed like you had, you had two options. Either you were extremely like research, science-based, like book smart. And there was that and the information that was coming was extremely dry. And you were using terms and words that only like people in your profession could understand. But the people that you actually could help have no idea. Most people don't, they don't know, they don't know what eccentric is. They don't know what contraction is. Right. I mean, as, as it pertains to lifting. So it seemed like it was either that or you switch gears to where like you're almost half-ass naked all the time, covered in oil, doing push-ups on the beach. Look at me, look at me, look at what I do. And then, and then next to that is you now you're standing next to your supplement lines. And then you're also not being a hundred percent honest about everything you're doing at all. As far as like what kind of supplements you're taking, what you're actually doing, but the, the image, the fantasy is what is, becomes just so enticing to people. And then that gravitates people to like your page and you get likes. So you have all these followers, but it's like, but are you teaching people anything? And then a lot of times when you saw that stuff and just talking to normal people, that shit's intimidating because if you're, if you're starting things, you're looking at stuff and you're like, Oh my God, do I have to get to that level? Is that what I have to do? I have to right. do this, 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 and this. Like, Oh my God, I can barely do a push up or I can barely get up the stairs. And I'm looking at Adonis over here. I'm like, what the fuck am I like? How in the world am I ever going to get to that? I saw those, I saw those two worlds. I'm like, is there a way we can somehow meet in the middle? Like we can be smart, but we can be humorous. We can be in shape, but we can, we, we can, we don't have to be intimidating. So I saw that because just from talking to people and hearing people's conversation, like I follow this person, but this, I follow like this, this doctor, but I don't understand what they're talking about. And it seems like it's way too much over my head. So then I came down with like, can we join? Like I said, can we bring, humors and then being informative and just really really driving point to home to people that this really is that simple as far as what you have to do as far as like the recipe of what you have to do that's easy the work involved with the consistency that's the hard part but the actual what you have to do that's pretty simple but i felt like that was just getting just confusing to so many people who are actually looking at page after page after page of what do I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This guy says this, this guy says that, this guy looks smart, this guy's in shape, this guy's not. It's like, there's gotta be a way to smooth this out 
and making a, a more accessible platform where people feel like they can come in a more inviting platform. And that's why I started to kind of do it the way I did, you know, and I write a lot. So it's really, really long. Cause I, I told people, and I've said before, it's like, I didn't want to pretend to be stupid because the Instagram formula said not to be. It says like, if you take, you go to any social media thing or social media class, like you're, you should only write like one line because people's attention is dog shit nowadays. So no one listens to anything. So make sure you don't write things for too long. And that's like, that's, that's like, why, it's like, why pretend to be dumb? I have all this knowledge and so do you. I've gone to school. I've done, you know, years and years of schooling and education and things like, why should I pretend to be dumb? Because the platform says people will listen. It's like, you know what? I'll write this out and do it my way. Either people will like it or they won't. And the people that do like it, I can help those. The people don't, go find somebody else to, to go after what they're looking for. Oh, can you hear me? Yep, I got you. Okay, we'll cut out for a second. I think we're good. Um, no, I, I completely agree. The, the people that, the people that, that every, every, everyday average user, the fitness user, I guess, I don't know if there's a term for those people, but when those people are sliding through these people who look amazing with the right shadowing and the right filter, they're genetically, they are, they're already genetically gifted. post these workouts and those and those people all I have to do is this and then I'm good and then the next day that same individual posts another workout mm-hmm. and then that same person who's swiping says yeah I'm gonna go again and so there's this big mismatch of information that one person all you need to do is do exactly what they do um, it's a one-size-fits-all kind of scenario and we know that's not true and no matter how hard the every the, the average you the everyday exerciser, um, you know the fifty year old mom who works, you know six alone get exercise in. No matter how hard those people try, majority of them and I don't know the percentage, eighty ninety percent a lot will not reach that status. Correct. But. But it's not like you can't do those workouts and get benefit from them. If you're strength training, if you're exercising smart, then you're going to receive some kind of benefit. But to think that following all those people, even if you don't going off like a little side road, but even if you don't affecting you mentally, it's got to be doing something to you. You thinking, there's no way I can obtain that, but let's look at right. that. What's the point? Look at the next picture. You know, like what does that, what does that do to come in to see you? And they're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, my, my point is we've got all these people are, and I can't hate on people making money from Instagram. It's a, it's a career, no matter making a living and I want to say good for them. Are they abusing the system? Yes. 100%. Um, right. Where do you, where do you think people, when, when you're looking at those people versus doing what you're doing, where do you, why do you think like, where do you think the shift is going to come in to more people starting to look at people like you who are educated, who are knowledgeable, who are speaking the truth. Like if you want to do this, get your priorities. line stop looking for motivation on this side where's that shift come in an individual i think 
I think as people start to learn more and start to experience more, you know, with what they're doing with their bodies. And I think if they, if, if we start, it's going to come from an educating standpoint and, and being able to tell people the truth about things, because as of right now, you, I, I got to imagine so many people and I've known people who have tried to do uh, a bodybuilder's workout, who have no, who has no plan of getting on stage because that bodybuilding world, if you look at like how much time is put in, how much time is put in for meal prep, how much time is put in with, you know, two times a day of working out, two times of fasted cardio, carbs this day, carbs no day. But you're on, and, and like there are certain bodybuilders who are on Instagram who, who tell you the truth and say, hey, this is, this is the lifestyle. But there's others who don't say it. They take a picture and they show what they, what they look like. And then that's it. And I think slowly as we're starting to kind of move um, a little bit more away from like, you know, the entertainment side of what it is in Instagram and people actually starting to look at, okay, is this something I want to do? And it's something I want to do forever. But a lot of people don't explain that to people like, okay, once you hit this, I have, you know, 60 pounds of lean tissue that I don't need, or I have a six pack of abs that I, you know, that's visible that I don't really need, but it looks sexy. But all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to do this for the rest of my life. That doesn't seem like a good way to, that doesn't seem like a possibility. It doesn't seem like something I really want to do. So I think people are starting, like, I think every, I think every year people are getting more smart and get more educated about what to do. And I do think that gap is starting to kind of close between reality and fantasy on Instagram and what's obtainable and what's, you know, what is a person doing to further like their career? What is this Instagram person? What's their motivation? What do they want to do with their life? Are they here yeah. to coach and help and help you? Or are they here because getting into personal training, getting into fitness is an easy business to get into. It's not like law. You don't have to like take the bar. You can be like, I like doing push-ups, and I have a camera on my phone. Now I can have an Instagram page. And if I'm attractive, I can instantly gravitate hundreds and thousands of people. And I think people are really starting to understand a little bit more about the difference between people who are here to help and people that are here just for, you know, to benefit their own life or whatever they're trying to do. And no neg and like you said, nothing negative because if that's what they went out here for and that's what they're trying right. to do, you know, then kudos to them if they figure out a way to make money, take care of their families, and that's great. But I think people are now starting to understand a little, little bit more as people start to get a little bit more educated about the body because there's, you know, there's umpteen things going on about, okay, I understand this person is more about the entertainment side and about them. And these people are here or more about like teaching me and helping me learn things about myself and what I can do yeah. on my own outside of, you know, outside of, you know, where I am at now. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. All of that. You know, when you and I first linked up uh, last week, we had this discussion about um, the typical Instagram user looking at all of those people and trying to achieve something. And I'm not saying this is uh, everybody out there because it's a, a wide variety of people looking at Instagram, obviously. You know, that, that's not like a breakthrough statement. I didn't just shock anybody by saying that. <laughs> but the, uh, the, uh, the idea is the people that you and I work You know, if you're looking at that, the, the busy professional, 40s to let's just say 60s, um, who just want to look, feel, and move better. I don't know if they're necessarily looking at, the, at Instagram and seeing those people and saying, God, I wish I could do that. Okay, I'm going to go to the gym today and talk to my trainer about why we're 
if they are, if you do get approached by someone like that, I, I know trainers who had their clients saying, hey, I bought this online program from this trainer online. Why don't we do these things instead? Have you been approached like that? If so, you know, what are the conversations that you have with those kind of people? I'm like, it's, it's real life. Like when I first meet with people, we, we really get down to it. And like, and like to the point where I can be pretty much annoying because I'll start dealing with your questions pretty good. Why do you want to do this? How come? And I always ask the questions, you know, like if you moved out to like, you know, Montana where there was no cell phone reception, where there was no Instagram, where there was no nothing, do you still want to look this way? How much of it of you want to look the way is, you know, motivated by society and how much of it is for what you want you know so it's like oh i want you know i you know i want my legs to be like tree trunks and it's just well why oh i work in accounting it's like well what like for what like why do you like why do you want those you know and you start getting down to people and start and you start trying to give them the understanding like okay you're trying to add on this amount of tissue or you're trying to get to this low level of body fat and just explain that you understand that you don't get to keep this. Once you have it, it doesn't stay. Like you have to keep doing it. And each year to get this unnecessary body type, doesn't mean it's unhealthy, but you have an unnecessary body type for your survival. Like you don't need that. So it's one of those things, like if you want to keep this up, then you have to understand the lifestyle with it. So if you're like, hey, you're like, so they bring you a plan, you look through, like, this is great. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this for three months on the stop. No, you're not. You're going to do this for the rest of your life. That's forever. You know, and it's just when you start to kind of put that term into people and, and have them understand that how the body works, it doesn't keep something that's consuming resources that you don't keep putting, putting away at it. Your body will slowly start to get, especially as you age. And you know, as you start to get, yeah. you start to lean tissue, you start to get a little heavier. So now the six pack of abs, and this, you know, like this giant chest, like that's harder and harder to creep naturally. And then you got people like, I mean, there's certain people who are genetically different who can start to do it. But for the people that are not, it's like, this is going to be your life. And if this is going to be your life, just understand this takes away time from your family, your kids, opportunities, things like that. Maybe you flip out because you had a cupcake because like, oh my God, I got to maintain these abs. It's like, do you want to live like that? Because at the end of the day, the program that you got from the person, that person is making money. This is their business. This is not your business. Again, you work in accounting. So for you to be ripped and shredded, what's the motivation outside of societal? The other person's motivation is this is how they pay their bills. This is how they take care of themselves. So their motivations are completely different. And if yours is not the same, this is not how you make your money, then I will completely always drill you, why are you trying to do this? And if you still want to do it and you're still like, I understand because I'm going to try to talk you out of it just that I know you personally. Because if I talk you out of it, then you didn't want to do it in the first place. It seemed cool. It seemed nice. And when you actually get into how much hard, consistent work it is, and the reality of that, and I think that's the best part, is just to be upfront, tell people the truth, and then let them make the decision. So when people do say, I saw this Instagram, oh, this is what they do. I saw it, I was like, okay, let's take a step back and see, okay, let's, let's, let's pull it back and reevaluate what you're trying to do. Are you trying to live like this? Are you trying to get on stage? Are you trying to make money from your body? If the answer is no, then why? Then, then why? If you're like, okay, I just want to hit it once, and then 
fuck it and then move on. I can go with it. If you're like, I want to maintain that forever. I can promise you, you don't want to. I can almost promise you, you won't. So it's just being honest and upfront with people and telling them what is going on, what is, and then letting them decide once they know. Because most people, I would say over 90% have no clue when they see an Instagram model, what it entails. Not even close to what the lifestyle is. It looks pretty. The like you said, pictures are glossy, great lighting, everything. Filters are all on. Like I would love to look like this. Like no, you wouldn't. I can bet you, anybody, you would not like to look like it and hold it and live the lifestyle on top of it. <laughs> yeah, the life that lifestyle factor is is so much bigger. Uh, part of the picture than I think even coaches give it credit for because I, especially if you're a young coach just getting started, you kind of want to make that name for yourself. Right. Like, I can help anybody out there. You want six packs, Ab? I'm the guy. You want to you want to bench 500 pounds? I'm the guy. Right. When in fact, it's it's almost it's better if you're a young coach and and you start to develop over the years. And by no means, you and I both know we don't know everything. But what we do know is the level of effort that most people want to put into their programs is not the level of effort that they're going to put into their programs. Right. We like to think that, or they like to think that, look, I found a trainer. That's step one. Check. That's the biggest step they have. As soon as they walk out of the gym, no matter how great the workout was, no matter how, uh, you know, they showed up on time, they did their mobility work, they had a great strength section in, they stayed after, did uh, cardio, whatever the program might be. As soon as they leave that, the, the door, they walk out of the gym, and they don't come back for one or two days later, and maybe they're only doing twice a week, mm. their entire life does not rotate around that. Their entire yeah. life is their kids. It's their mom. It's their dad. It's their taking care of a sick, sick uh, relative. It's you know, building their career. Maybe they just got laid off. There's all of these things that, that are, gonna, are going to be a roadblock. If you're, uh, if you're a, a new coach, try to decide who you're going to help early on and stay focused with that and be the best. A little better, stay, get strong, and stay strong. Right. And, it, and you and I talked about this. If you have – okay. Because here's what I do. I can try to find somebody that will help you. It's right. okay to do that. Yeah. And we're not do we're, we are not as trainers and coaches, we're not doing the industry a service by saying whatever whatever you tell me your goal is, I can help you with that. That's not the job. That's not right. the job title. Right. So so I, client needs to define their goals and it is our find out what you know Susie Q mother of two 55 who's that you know who's that accountant what their real deep down goal is Mm -hmm. maybe it takes two months and they're like you know what I think I really do want to try to step on stage okay well if that's really it then Right.
the way that I know that I'm not qualified to help them step on stage. I've never stepped on a stage. I've never, um, besides like flexing in front of the mirror for myself, I've never, <laughs> you know, I've never done that. I've never done that for somebody who's trying to compete. I don't know what that takes. I don't know what the mental fortitude that that takes, let alone, you know, the training style and everything else. But if you. Yep. Eric, say it again. I'm sorry. Cut out a little bit. Oh, sorry. I knew we kind of dropped for a second. I'll just say at the very end, like, I know that I have a certain type of person I like to work with. And I know you probably do too. Yes, absolutely. And that's okay. That's okay. And a trainer to know that. Yes, um, you have to. Anyway. I'm losing you, Eric. You know, the, the big picture of. Hey, welcome back. All right. Sorry about that. Um, we had, we had a quick drop off, but basically, uh, Maurice and I both agreed that if you're a young coach, make sure you know who you want to work with and be honest with them as a coach, because there's not enough of that in the industry. Um, that is on a broad scale. So make mm -hmm. sure you're honest with the person. And if you're a client, be honest with the person you're working with. But Maurice, look, man, I, I appreciate you jumping on. Sorry for all the, uh, the technical, uh, mishaps here if people have any questions comments concerns for you where's the best place to reach you i am on instagram at lift eat nap and then i'm also um on facebook at you go one fitness so u g o the number one and fitness and that's awesome. on facebook yeah awesome okay i do want to wrap up with uh with two questions number one what is a great resource that you would recommend for another coach? So we'll start with that one first. Okay. Do you have so a, that, do you have a, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a site, there's also, they also have an app and it's called anabolic minds and it's a really, really good website. And it's also a really good app and they take on, um, everything from, uh, eating, working out, mobility, stretching, and also like the emotional mental. They've, they've wrote, they've written a lot of good things. They have like people, strength coaches from around the world and like doctors uh, write all these articles and they're really, really good. And you can look up all different ones and they'll have ones where they'll be like, you know, how do you like the emotional side? How do you get someone who hasn't hit their goal in like two months to keep them going? So like, they have all those good pieces and combine them, nice. not just, not just lift this, eat this, and that and just leave it there it's like oh no the the most the mental and emotional side comes together so well, anabolic minds is a really really good um internet source awesome and what is do you have a favorite quote that you that you go to sometimes that you could share with everybody yeah it was actually i heard this quote and it was like it was a very pivotal time for me where i was making a decision to either go off on my own in fitness or stay at a, at a at a job that that sucked really bad even though it was in fitness but I, I hated it and that quote was it said uh most people would rather be certain that they're miserable than risk being happy and that was a quote by robert anthony and like it, it came at the perfect time hearing that because and i'm sure you have eric you meet people who hate their job it sucks it's a it's and every aspect of it they they, they cannot they can't stand it but they're miserable, but it's comfortable. That comfortableness, even though it sucks and it's awful, that's a lot, that, that is a lot more tolerating than making the risk and potentially failing. And then when I heard that quote, years and years ago before I started off going on my own, like it was, I was in that gap of like, do I stay at this job? I'll get a consistent paycheck. So I will, you know, I'll get it, it's not a lot, or I can potentially, triple quadruple my paycheck but it's going to be in risk doing it like hearing that made so much more sense 
And I always think back to that day of hearing that quote and just how I've applied it, even still to this day. And like, cause you still encounter people with like, damn, you should just make that risk and just make that jump, man. Just take it and see what happens. Because that sand in that comfortable side, there's, there's no future to it at all. As comfortable as it may be, there's nothing, there's nothing good for you. You're, 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 you will always be at the bottom. You'll never rise until you make the risk on the other side of it. That's a hundred percent. That's awesome. And I love that because I think some of the best entrepreneurs are in the fitness industry because you're helping someone else as you're trying to help yourself. Right. And those two combos are, can be brutal and it's not for everybody. And uh, I wish more people like you, and I know they're out there and I hope that, um, you know, if, if there are people out there that are thinking to themselves, you know, I know I can do this. I have a passion for it. I want to help people make the jump because in 10 years, 13 years, you look back and you think, man, what if I would have done this? That's 13 years that you'll never get back. Right. Right. So that, that's right, a good one, man. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down for sure. And I'll, I'll probably use that in my class this fall, but awesome. Good, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I appreciate you. And uh, thanks for doing this and have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, sir. I appreciate you doing this too, man. Invite me. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.